0: Welcome back to the Godly Young Men Podcast. This is episode 42. Thank you so much for joining us. So today we are continuing on a discussion that we kind of started last week when we looked Mm -hmm. at the purpose of marriage, purpose of sex... um, A lot of people don't understand it. A lot of people look at the world, unfortunately, who gets both of those things very, very wrong. And so we talked about why it's important for godly young men to have a very clear understanding of the purpose of marriage and a very clear understanding of the purpose of sex. Don't get it from the world. Get it from God's word. So if you did not catch that episode, go back and listen. Go back and watch um, really kind of building blocks for this one because what we're talking about with this episode is the concept of being ready for marriage. Mm. How do you as a guy, how do you as a godly young man know if you are ready for marriage? If you're already married and watching this, don't turn it off. One day, if, if, whether you have kids or whether you don't, this is something to be watching out for for your own sons, whether or not they're – at what point they're ready for marriage. And then obviously if you're not married yet, this episode is very pertinent to yeah. you because at some point, every guy asks the question – am I ready for marriage, right? And we've talked about, I mean, this is the Godly Young, godly Young Men podcast. We've talked about girls on this podcast. we talked about how to talk to girls. Um, we've talked about how to be a godly husband, choosing a godly wife, dating, courtship, all these things. We thought it was time. Let's do an episode on how a guy can know if he's ready because yep. that, that's, that concept can be very difficult to grasp, very abstract of like, yep. am I ready? I, I think I might be ready. I think I might not be ready. And so what we're going to cover is kind of – I guess hallmarks, if you will, characteristics of a guy who is not ready for marriage yeah. and characteristics or hallmarks of a guy who is ready for marriage. So before we get into that, Joe, though, there's a, we don't want to communicate the the wrong, we don't want to give the wrong impression sure. about this idea of being ready for marriage. What do we mean by that?
1: Yeah, because you have the idea of like, you're going to be fully ready. And we just want to say right off the bat, you're never fully ready because you can't there, – there's so many unknowns. You can't possibly prepare for every eventuality. You can't possibly be Mr. Perfect because becoming Mr. Perfect is being in the relationship a lot of the time. Like so, essentially,
0: don't wait until, okay, I'm 100% ready. Now I yeah, can start exactly. thinking. Exactly. Like no. As
1: though there is a time. You'll never reach that. And and same thing with kids, yep. right? Like, well, I'll wait to have kids until I'm ready. You're never You'll going never to have, have them. Exactly. You. <laughs> if you're waiting, same thing here. So we want to just say that right off the bat. We're not saying you have to be fully ready, quote unquote, where everything is together, because that really wouldn't be fair. And I don't think that's possible or plausible.
0: But there are. So, yeah, and that's what we want to start with. But I would say there are some guys who get into marriage who are not ready. I'd agree. Um, I think there are on the other hand, I think there are some guys that could be ready um, and they wait too long or they wait a long time and get into stuff. And there's just, we wanted to actually get into an interesting discussion about marrying old versus marrying young, Kind of the kind of the pros and cons of each, because and maybe maybe we'll come down and say either one. There's pros and cons to both, which I think there are. But I definitely lean more a certain direction. Um, I got married at 19, so very clearly. Um, I love how you put this on the I'm outline. On the, I'm on the young end,
1: yeah. For those that are that are uh, watching, listening, we have on the outline pros cons of marrying older, pros cons of marrying younger. We don't have anything else. This was just that we open didn't put anything down on the list, and we yeah. haven't talked about this either as to what we think, kind of where we fall. I was married at 22. I think you have to also too. on the young end on the young end. Exactly. So both of us are coming from that on the young end, but that also means maybe there's some quote so, unquote regrets. Let's start
0: with that then. I don't want to put you on the spot because sure. I'm the one who thought about who put this on here without any notes down. What would you say is a con? We'll start there of marrying young, marrying young, maybe something yeah. that you expand Maybe I, maybe I should go first just because again, I don't want to put you on the spot no, here. That's okay.
1: I think uh, I already have one. If you yeah,
0: because I think we would agree there's a lot of pros and we'll talk yeah. about those pros. What about the cons?
1: The first con that comes to mind is you're still figuring out your view on the world in a lot of ways. Like yeah. the mind is the the brain is now they're saying it's plastic for a lot longer when you think, but you're really growing brain wise until 25. I mean, I had three years to go. You had six years to go. Like that's a long time for us to form our brain and to form our views on the world and to form a lot of different things. Um, that would be con number one. Con number two, you can't rent a rental car until you're 25. Yeah. And so
0: traveling is a little bit difficult. But, Funny you know story what? about that real quick. So me and my wife, again, I was 19, she was 20. Neither one of us were 21. We had these great plans of going on a, a cruise for our honeymoon. We oh, we got a, no. a, a somebody that went to her church that was planning it for us. Literally got the 20, 30% into the process before the travel agent reached out and was like, one of you guys is 21 right and we oh, we're like no no oh, Rachel's no. 20 you'll be 21 you know in a few months she's like yeah so unless you want to pay a whole lot more you're gonna have to have somebody who is 21 go with you on your honeymoon no. <laughs> yeah dead serious <laughs> on your so honeymoon we we're like hey dad <laughs> yeah no I think we're gonna pass on that so needless to say oh, we did man. not go on a cruise for our honeymoon wow, but yeah to crazy. that point
1: like <laughs> the traveling is limited yes that's that's a big con there uh, but, but the first one, yeah, going back to that, I do Sorry, think yeah. that while you're figuring out... No, oh, that's, that's hilarious. Sidetrack, I, yeah. that. I, I had not heard that story. Um, yeah, you're you're still figuring out the world. And that can be difficult because as you're leading a family, you're supposed to have things together. And, you know, girls naturally mature faster than guys, as they say. And so it's, it's easy when you're young to either let your wife lead or to just kind of figure it out as you go, which can create for some bumps along the way. One of the
0: cons I was going to say is you are typically less stable in your emotions Mm. um don't have as firm of a grasp on your emotions when you're younger like you're still kind of trying to figure out that emotional maturity by 19 or 20 you should be pretty close i will say that but let's face it you know a 25 year old should be a lot more emotionally stable and have a better grasp on their emotions than a 19 year old so you do have that going against you maybe the other thing that i would say is i we're going to get into this in fact i think it's going to make for a good discussion later about what is financial? When we say financial stability, what does that look like? And what does that mean? But obviously, one of the cons is you are probably not going to be near as established in your career, in your in your field, your workforce, whatever it is, and so that might cause some. I mean, financial. I mean, I, I know of people who have pretty much dove headfirst into marriage, working pretty menial jobs, and oh, yeah. it's like, or Starbucks it's type like, thing. It's like you're getting married, and that's your job, and so you know, you never want to look down on anybody, but it's like. When you're younger, that's probably going to be an obstacle that you face. I'll talk. I'll give the first pro, and then I'll let you give a sure. pro for marrying young as well. Because obviously, if you had to choose one, I think you should marry young. Personally speaking, I agree uh, for several reasons, and, and we can talk about that. But I think a major pro for marrying young is it really kind of forces you to grow up in a way. Yeah. You see, we've talked before about the problem of extended adolescence and guys that are still immature in their twenties, or in the early into late twenties. You get married, that kind of forces you out of the immaturity earlier. At least it should. It should. Doesn't always. Same thing with kids, right? Like the right. earlier you have kids, the sooner you have to realize, I've got to grow up. It's not all about me. Right. Those who get married younger tend to have a better, at least from my experience, grasp on. I guess maturity, you might say, and really living in the world because they have they they have to. They didn't get to go off to college and just kind of enjoy themselves for years. They got married, and yeah. all of a sudden they were in the real world. So I think that's a major pro is that it it really kind of forces you to grow up. And the other thing I would say, you get to start your life with your spouse earlier. Yeah, yeah. like that's that's just you know like you hear stories about the people who got married late twenties. That's great. I'm you know not trying to again cast aspersions on them. But like I got married at 19, I got eight plus years with my spouse that they didn't get. And that's, you know, not to brag about it, but it's like,
1: that's awesome that I get to oh, spend yeah. that many more years making memories with my spouse. We talked about the same idea with college, right? Yeah. Like if you were to just work a job for four years, by the time somebody gets out, a lot of times five years for college, you're five years into a career that they're just starting out. Getting
0: on. promoted maybe to a higher pay grade. Correct. than the people. Yeah, In
1: five years, like think about how much further ahead you are. Same concept. Like think about how much further ahead you are when you've really been through all the thicks and thins and so, so to speak early on. And so one of the pros, it it could be a con or a pro depending on how you look at it. You're learning on the job a lot of the time. You're learning on the job. And to me- First hand experience. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Like learning together is a, is so key, right? And this is where to your point, it does cause you to grow up. Unfortunately, there's a lot of people that don't grow up. And this is why you see, I think it's somebody like Will Smith. He's married when he's, I think, in his early 20s or something, and then gets divorced. And then the second marriage is the one that's been there for 25 years. The first years. one was
0: like the experiment, not experiment, like the trying to figure it out. Yeah, basically. like whoops. Like, yeah.
1: exactly. I got into this, and man, I guess I wasn't ready for it. Then they figured it out. Then they divorced. We're not advocating that, obviously. Divorce is not not acceptable, not what we should be looking for. But I think that can be somewhat of a con, but it can also be a pro. Where, to your point of like, you are growing together, you ought to grow together, and so, that, as long as you're turning into one another and not out, not yeah. away from one another, that's where marriages really go south because you are learning on the job at a young age.
0: And that was the con. I was trying. To, I didn't say it very well earlier. What I what I was trying to say when when I was talking about the con of you know you're not as stable in your emotions is you can be more prone to making irrational decisions. Yes. And when you're young and married and you're making irrational decisions, that is not good. That is a problem.
1: Yeah, exactly. That is a problem.
0: So yeah, like, you, like you're saying, it could kind of go either way there.
1: But yeah, I think there's so many pros. Like you said. Just getting that extra time together and discovering and learning more about your spouse. Look, you're going to have problems in marriage. Handling them well, yeah, that can be the difficulty. To your point, you're not emotionally stable as much. At the same time, Alyssa and I went through some fairly difficult things. I mean, we lost a lost a baby twenty one weeks, I think. Um, our first six months in marriage. Like it was pretty difficult right off the bat because obviously there's all sorts of emotion. She's there's a loss there, been in the hospital. I mean, there's a lot of different things that go on. What are your options yeah. at that point? Could I have handled that better if I was 28 at that point? Yes, absolutely. I, I No doubt would have handled it better. However, because we turned in with one another and, and because we we talked it through and we grieved it together and everything else, we were that much stronger, that much quicker. Yeah. So by the time now I'm 29 and she's 25, we have experienced a lot more, and it doesn't make me the most experienced guy in the world. I just find that to be a major pro. So. I, Will and I are both going to say get married young yeah. because it is a great experience. It does force you to grow up. It does cause you to, yes, learn on the job, but you're going to be that much better off and that much more prepared by the time you hit the average age. I think the average age for guys right now is 29. For girls, is 27, I think. It's sold. yeah. You were a full decade ahead of the average Think about at 29 where you're going to be. You're gonna, you're literally a 10-year marriage by the time you hit the national yeah. average. That's incredible. Yeah. That's huge.
0: Well, and another main reason I'm pro-marrying younger is because of a con of marrying older, which is you've got to fight off sexual temptation for a whole other decade. Yeah, You've got to fight off sexual urges for, you know, if you get married at 26 instead of 20, that's six years that you've got to be in a world that is hyper-saturated in sex, abstaining. Oh, yeah. From pornography, from, you know, uh, you know, messing around with with girls, you know, in, in other ways and things like that. If you get married old, that's, again, years upon years upon years that you're going to be fighting that temptation. And that's not to say just get married so you don't have to fight the temptation. That's not it at all. Right, right. But right. that is a con. That is without oh, yeah, doubt a con of you living in the world. Of course, if you go to college, you're going to be dealing with that. But maybe even in the workforce or you know, whatever it is that you're involved in from age 18 to 27, whenever. Think about a guy that gets married at 29. His entire 20-year-old decade, if he's wanting to stay true to God's word, He's got to abstain from any kind of sex for for his oh, yeah. 20 to 29-year-old decade. And most kids are That's getting porn
1: at 11 years old. Yes. You're talking from 11 to 29, you're trying to abstain 18 years of your life. 18, 19 years of your life, you're trying to it's live. It's
0: doable, but we're not superhumans here. That's you know? exactly
1: like, it. like It's just more likely that you'll fall into correct. sexual That's temptation. That's a good way to put it, yeah. And, yeah, it's not that you can't. It's just you're more likely to. The other uh, con that I would say for getting married older, and I've seen this a lot, is you're so set in your ways. Yeah. You have a specific way of doing things. There's not like- a lot of you growing together. Exactly. You like your decoration in your apartment. You like the way you make the bed. You like the way that you brush your teeth in your entire routine. You invite somebody into that, it's like, oh, I'm sorry, what? No, it's my turn to brush my teeth, and this is how I always do it. You know what I mean? And then she makes the bed different. You go, what in the world? This is not how you what make the bed. What is she no, doing? To- yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That sounds so trivial, but I'm telling you, there are a lot of marriages that struggle as they're trying to assimilate. And come together because you have two adults, full fledged adults that are they're old. They've been doing this for almost three decades at this point. Yeah. So yeah, it makes it for a lot more difficult. Whereas, going to the pro of, of getting married younger, you grow with one another into that. I didn't have I didn't have my own place before this. So we Got married and we end up getting our own place. Everything is new to me, it's new to her, so we grow into that. I'm sure, same for you, yeah. right? I never and had my own room, exactly. I still have not had
0: my own room to this day. Until
1: my brother <laughs> moved out, I did not have my own room, and so there was a short window of time where I did. <laughs> I didn't have time to get established into routine, right. so Alyssa came in and, and seamlessly, same for you. So, what are the, the pros before we get out of here and kind of move on to the next part of the society or society? I don't know where that came from. Maybe I'm looking at the next <laughs> right world right. society. Um. What are the pros of marrying older? I will say you are it's it's going to go the exact opposite of the cons of young. Yeah. You're more like emotionally available supposedly. Like yep. you hope at financially, that point, you're in a better position most Correct. of the time. Correct. You're just yeah. more set up for life for the regular challenges of life. I th- still see it as a con I in think some the ways, cons outweigh the pros for marrying yes, older. Is the I way agree with that. Yeah. I so agree. we
0: are firmly on the marry younger side of things. Um not for everybody again. It's a lot of immature 19 20 year olds. That's the point of what we're about to get into. You might not be ready at 19. Don't get married at 19 if you're not ready. Right. Don't get married at
1: 21 if you're not ready. Um, Did you so, have something you are going to so say? So, no. What I was going to say, since I already got into society and it's a yeah, word. Good. What does world or the world or what does society say you have to have before you get in? So, we are, we're going to go over what kind of – what the church says and things like that i guess or, or maybe the hallmarks of guys that aren't ready the hallmarks of guys that are but what are some things that the world wants you to have well in place? we we talked
0: last episode about how the world doesn't really view marriage in a positive light at all it doesn't right. really value it and so the world's philosophy naturally is eh, take your time delay it yeah it, it can wait don't worry about it um the world certainly as society certainly says finish college first oh, you absolutely, absolutely absolutely have to finish college first can't get married you know till you're both out of college. Um, Probably a master's degree too. Right, right. Go to. ahead and get go to grad school and, and get everything out of the way. Then you can get married. Um, the world also society will tell young men: make sure and enjoy the single life. Make sure that you experience what it's like to be single. Oh, yeah. For the world, what does that mean?
1: Go sleep around.
0: S- yeah, go sleep around. Go out to bars, carousels. Go stay out late. Like that's what they mean. Yeah. Um, the world says basically when you're ready to settle down, you can settle down. But until you're ready, don't worry. You know, do your own thing. Essentially. The world gets it wrong. Like well, that. What's the
1: problem with that? The longer you live the single life and experience, the more you this, get, get harder, attached to it. Yeah. Exactly. The harder it is to settle down, and then settling down is like, <sighs> I I had all my fun. Now I'll just yeah, go It's grab viewed a wife as like get some kids. Exactly. Like that's not at all how we're supposed to go into marriages. I guess I'll settle now after I've done every fun thing in life. and this is all downhill from here. (laughs) Exactly. This is the people that the glory days of college, let me tell you about this time that we had this kegger. No, no. (laughs) You were a loser back then. Now you're, you know what I mean? Like, but they glorify it. And like you said, when you're ready to settle down, you will. People don't get ready to settle down.
0: It's because of this mindset, though, that you see a lot of guys and husbands that seven, eight years into marriage, they start to resent their wife. They start to resent their kids because it represents responsibility and duty to them. They remember... Ten years ago when life was about fun and life was about the college glory days and it's like, man, I want to go back to that. And they start resenting their their oh, wife yeah. and kids. That's a big problem with, with the way the world presents me. Let
1: me also say this real fast before I jump into the hallmarks of guys who sure. aren't ready. I've worked with the least two clients at this point who really struggle with their past sexual experience because the person they're married with is not near as good sexually as – somebody they've been with previously, and they have thoughts of the other person. Intrusive thoughts, they're trying to get rid of those thoughts, but it's very difficult because they have lived and experienced a single life that now their mind, though they don't even want it to, goes back to this is what I used to like and I really want that. And... I know I can't have that and I know I shouldn't want that but it makes it that much more difficult the world doesn't ever tell you that 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 creates messiness in marriage they don't ever show you that side. they never show you that stuff but I'm telling you that's very real and some people very much struggle with that so just be aware of that so well I want you to get us into some things as, as we're talking about it we're prepping for marriage right what are the hallmarks of guys who just they're not there yet they may maybe they think they are maybe they're looking for the girl because oh, you know it's it's I think it's about time I'm about that age I'm getting ready how do you know if you're not ready? So
0: we were talking when we were talking about this outline and kind of things to put down here. basically, like, when you look at a guy, what are some characteristics you can pick out and say, yeah, that person's not ready., yeah. based off of that. like don't have to know him deeply, but you can see maybe it's a character thing, a personality thing. Um, you can just tell they're not ready. The first thing that I that we've got on here, if you as a guy are still obsessed with having, in the way I put it teenager type fun, yeah. You're not ready for marriage, you know. The guy who literally his weeks revolve around when he can hang out with his friends next, you know, when when he can ha- when he can stay up late and, and binge watch a TV show. I know you're you used to be a big concert guy, yeah. but a lot of young guys live for the concerts and oh, staying yeah. out late and all these things, teenager type fun. Yeah, if that's what you are still obsessed with as a guy, and, and that is your life is going out on Friday nights and not even like drunk party, and I'm talking about just teenager type fun, yeah, whatever right. it is you're probably not ready for marriage. That's what your world revolves around.
1: Because you're trying to invite the girl into into your single life. Because are you willing and ready to give that up? Maybe if you are, maybe that shows you're ready. Most of the guys want the girl who's willing to come in and enjoy that lifestyle with them. She's just going to go to the concerts with me. Well, she'll just sit down and we'll binge the TV shows together. And it goes to our point last time, which is, Marriage is not about you being bum, being a bum and living the aimless life. Yeah. So much of this is the aimless stuff like it's okay to have fun. There's a dopamine rush aspect. I was a big concert guy. I've been to dozens and dozens of concerts, loved it. Doesn't mean I've never been to a concert with my wife either. It just means my priority shifted to where it wasn't me inviting her into that life, it was creating something altogether different.
0: That was you almost destroyed my mic there. Yikes. <laughs> that was your time in life to be able to go to concerts. You could do that. Like mm-hmm. you had the time, you had the money, you That's right. I hate this. Sound this is gonna sound terrible, but like when you're married, especially with kids, I got three kids. You got you got more happening. things to do, you know. And so if you're again, if you're obsessed with teenager type of fun, again, just even even video games, which we'll get into later. But like, that's all you want to do is play video games and stuff like that. You're probably not ready. Get us in the next one, Joe.
1: Yeah, you're not financially stable. Uh, you're irresponsible with money. You are not ready if. You got a hundred bucks in the bank account. You're living paycheck to paycheck. Half can't it, du- can't give a dictionary definition of the word budget. Like, <laughs> you exactly. Know? Half of it goes to McDonald's. The other half goes to Pokemon cards. And you're, <laughs> you're having to ask your parents for help with rent every month. Probably not. You know, you're probably not ready for marriage. And yes, we're we're obviously that's hyperbolic. Like we're going to the very extreme end of things. But truly, if you don't have, and this was me. I mean, to be honest with you, I was not. fantastic financially and there are hardships for that this is something to very much pay attention to god was very good i've been able to kind of work up to where now we're getting on a budget and when you make real money it's like wow this budget actually works yeah um i should have been a lot smarter financially you've always been smart financially so you and rachel had a really good like coming into marriage you were in in a good spot this is something to take very seriously because i will tell you Financial strain on a marriage early on you'll you'll hear from your parents We didn't even have money for Taco Bell when we got married like we were that poor and it was some of the best times of our life Okay, you can say that 25 <laughs> years later at the time. You it know, was not the best it was of none your none life yeah. exactly You hated every moment of it as you came home and paper plates and you didn't have chairs to sit around your your kitchen table like We can glamorize it later and go. Oh, we were growing closer and maybe you did good for you that puts serious strain on it, it and does. there's a lot of marriages that don't survive financially responsibility.
0: Well, it's one of those things that I've always heard of people who will tell you, "Man, your 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 early years of marriage, you're going to struggle. Just be ready. You know, yeah. it's it's going to be rough." Me and Rachel didn't. Yeah, we did not struggle, and it, it's not like I was making six figures yet. It was because I had money saved and put away. I had been responding. This is not trying to toot my own horn. This is to illustrate. No, you've been po- very. Responsible. This is to illustrate the point that. If you've got if you as a guy or you look at your bank account and like you said, you get twelve dollars at McDonald's, fourteen dollars at Chick-fil-A, ten dollars at Taco Bell, seven dollars at you know, whatever like if, if that's if that's what your bank account shows, if you're spending a lot of money at stuff like that and you're irresponsible with it, you're probably not ready because right. you need to be thinking along the lines of I've gotta put money away, I've gotta be making sure that I'm, you know, as we we had a money episode. We just talked about it. Yeah. If you've got a nineteen, twenty-year-old who is super cavalier with their money, they're probably not ready. We're gonna have a discussion about what is financial stability exactly? Like, sure, what does sure. that mean? Because we don't think you got to have a, again a six figure job or no. have a four hundred one k, you know, or everything like that before you get married.
1: Though that's a great idea.
0: There's gotta you got to have some things, and we'll get to that a little bit later. But obviously, I think everybody knows when we say somebody who's not financially responsible, somebody who's really bad with money. We all know what that is. If you're one of those guys, you're not ready for marriage. The next one that I would say, and Joe, you might actually be better able to speak about this one based on the people that you've interacted with through therapy guys who are emotionally unstable sure you're not ready for marriage if you can't the thing that i was thinking of if you can't handle your temper if you've got a Mm -hmm. really bad anger problem um if you lash out if you you know are just really even guys that that are we've talked about insecurity before you're just really insecure in your emotions super needy you're not ready for marriage what what else did you have to add to that one
1: yeah no i i think that's really well well put in when you put it down, I was actually curious where you're going to go with that's, that's on the outline. That's what I was outline. thinking, yeah. Because that's what came to mind for me. And the other thing is the neediness of like you have zero self-esteem and you're just hoping that the girl's going to give you self-esteem, which actually goes to, yeah, the to the next one. And I put this one down of looking for a girl to complete you, right? You're looking for her she to complete you. She just completes you. me. Exactly. <laughs> oh. And it's because you have a low self-esteem and you're hoping that she will fill all the gaps to that. And this is partly, this I think they go hand in hand, of the emotional instability you have to be somebody who owns your own emotions. You don't pass the buck. You have to be somebody who is not lashing out in your anger and not just living emotionally all over the place. You've yep. got to be the logical one and make sure that you're, it, it's not that you can't ever have emotion. I mean, I, I preach somewhere in anybody, but you cannot allow your emotions to run the relationship. And if you're right. somebody whose emotions run the life, you're not ready for marriage. But when it comes to completing you, she'll complete you today. Two years into marriage, when she she does not do those things anymore for you, you're going to be very upset at her because it's like, well, what in the world? You know, this, this is what I signed up for. Exactly. Yeah. You used to do this and you used to do that. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The problem is, you were bringing sixty percent. She was bringing forty percent. She's tired of carrying your forty percent. So she's now giving ten percent, and you're at seventy percent. Going, where's the rest of the thirty? Yeah. No, no. You you come into the marriage hundred percent. She comes into the marriage hundred percent. So you're not ready if you're looking for the girl to complete you. If you're looking for, if you have low self-esteem and you need her to fill in all the gaps. You ain't ready. You're not ready. <laughs> yeah. uh, there are things that obviously she's going to help you with conquering. As we talked about last time, taking dominion. That's different than you're really needy or you're emotionally unstable and you just need her to be your rock. Please don't enter in right. marriage if you're looking for that.
0: Yeah. So the next one is, is pretty self-explanatory. We kind of already talked about it. But if your world revolves around yourself, you're not ready for marriage. Right. Um, that you know, that speaks to the point of if you wake up every day going man what fun can I have today what, what, right. what's my what's my agenda look like you know as far as how can I please myself today you're not ready and you see a lot of guys that are like I think college is a catalyst for this yeah um, big time. of big time. it's a lot about fun it's a lot about enjoying yourself and going out and living the college life and so guys get out of college and it's like as we talked about man that was fun I want to go back to that their days revolve around having fun and enjoying themselves
1: and I would I would add to this also if you're a loner and you're just looking for the girl to like you know, I'm just really lonely and yeah. again, that's your world revolving around you. Get busy helping other friends. Get busy like making friends, going to church, helping people and plugging other them to pursuits. Other pursuits and other people. If your spouse is the only like one of the only reasons you're you're having that relationship is because she's the only other person in life for you that's really unhealthy and it's borderline codependent. Like you have yeah. to watch out for those things. So make sure the world doesn't revolve around you. The last one. If you're unplugged from the real world, this to me is the video games, the anime watching. You know, like you're caught up in fantasy land. Caught up in fantasy land. You're not paying attention to really what's going on. You're not. I'm not saying you have to be Mister Plugged In on all the the political and everything. That's depressing. But at the same time,
0: understand the times. You
1: have to know what's going on. Understand the times. There's Scripture talks about the men who were able to understand the times. I don't think that was a miraculous gift. I think that was a man. I think C.S. Lewis, Francis Schaeffer, guys like that. Like. They have a gift for understanding the times. I realize yep. not everybody does, but as a husband, you have to have a little bit of that, where you're connected enough to the real world to go, okay, I see what's coming. I need to make sure my family's yep. set up for X, Y, Z. If your head is buried in the sand while well, you're too busy living again in fantasy land, no, that, that's you're not ready for marriage. So yep. let's transition. Let's do the around. Yeah, I want you to to kick off this discussion as well of what are the things we're looking for. What are the hallmarks of a guy who is ready?
0: Yeah, and so if you're sitting here asking this question these are things that hopefully describe you and you can say that you are ready for marriage do you have a stronghold on your spiritual life by that i mean are you are you in control like there's a lot of what i mean by that is like there's a lot of guys who are like man i really need to get better at bible study man i really need to get better at prayer man i really need to get better at at um serving in the church whatever and that's all they ever say and i need like, to get better at they, they never do. they don't have a stronghold they don't have a grasp of it they don't have control over it Somebody who's ready for marriage has a firm grasp on their spiritual life, right. their spiritual level. They study, they they pray, they do it. it's and it's not that they're perfect in those things, but they're conscious of it, and they're they having a strong, a firm grasp of it. Is the best way I knew how to put it. Because it, again, doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect in it, but it means you know what you're supposed to be doing. You've exactly. got a
1: habit, you've got a routine, and you're doing it. Not oh, I really should, and you never do. Let me also say this: if your if your prayer life, this is on one of the guys is not ready, but if your prayer life revolves around nothing but praying for a spouse, asking for God to give yeah. you a spouse time and again, and you really don't have a relationship other than God is is Santa in the sky. Uh, no, <laughs> I like no, that. The, the, the spiritual life of what you're talking about, that's such a good point of the stronghold. And that's why we have it number one on here. You have to have a grasp of who you are and who God is and how those two things matter together, right? Yeah. Who you are in light of God. If you have a strong relationship with God and are actively improving, I think you're ready. If your relationship is very one-sided and you're just again looking for him to be a cosmic Santa Claus, that is not somebody who's like ready. When things to are going
0: bad, you pray and that's about
1: it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We want somebody who's who has like you said like you said having a stronghold on your spiritual life. Number 2, stable and long-tenure job. Hey, I started Starbucks last week. Do you right. want to get get it? No. No, no, no. First off, that's some stable job. The the turnover there, hey, if you're a manager at Starbucks, that's different. If you're a barista at Starbucks and uh my an hour. Yeah. Um but yes, if you're making 14 bucks an hour, as you said probably not already, if you have a stable and long tenure job, you've been there, you're respected, your boss and your and your, you know, fellow employees love you, fantastic. I would say that's a hallmark of somebody who is yeah, ready. And
0: here's the reason why this is such a big deal. I promise we're gonna get to the question of what is financial stability. We are the biggest advocates for let your wife stay home and, and homeschool the kids. That's we're right. big advocates of homeschooling, but also just to be there to be a homemaker. Let her stay home, yep. guys. They're working at Wendy's when they get married. Their wife can probably work for a little bit, but when the kids come, you're now you still in, now choices, you're really yeah. going to have a tough problem because it's either daycare while my wife continues to work, or we're going to be strapped financially if she stays home. That's a tough, tough decision for for husbands to make. And so that's why I put on here, stable and long-tenured is relative. But what I mean True. is like you're saying, not man, two weeks ago, I got started at the Walmart distribution center. Like be somewhat long-tenured at where you right. are, kind
1: of locked in to where you are. Um, and what people might say to this is, okay, what about me entering in the relationship? I'm not getting married, but I'm starting to date or I'm starting to court somebody, but I just started a job. That's a difficult one. We we are more for shorter courtships and, and yeah. such. So I would say try to be as financially tell, stable as possible. I tell you what, let's go ahead
0: and get into this because this is tying directly into it. When we say financially stable, what do we mean? We do not mean make sure that you're making ninety five thousand dollars a right. year with two weeks of paid vacation and your four hundred one k set and up you've and you've been there for six and, years and you've got and, everything ironed yeah. out. That's not what we mean. I'll say well, I'll tell you what I what I mean, and then you can maybe add on to it. What I mean is. No matter what job you're at, do you have a path forward to make more money? Because as, as I was saying, I mean, my wife worked two jobs when we first got married. And it was great. Both of us made money. It was great. We both knew as soon as kids come along, at least one of the jobs, because it wasn't remote, it was in an office, would have to stop. Yeah. And so it was one of those things that when we got married, I was not in a an incredible financial position, but I had a path forward to whenever kids do come along. Yeah. And so I guess what I'm talking about is like, are you at a company where you could get promoted, where you can get a raise, where you can get maybe into a manager position? Maybe are you in school where you know when you graduate you're going to be making this yeah. much money doing this? That's one thing. To me, that is still financial stability even if you're only making, I hate to throw numbers out, but you know, $50,000 a year as a couple when you're first getting married. It's not so much to me about what money you're making as much as it is do you have a path forward, path forward. to be more grounded and to make more yeah. money so that when kids come along – you're not going to be strapped financially. I think this I think that's exactly what you had when you got married. I mean, you weren't rolling in it, but you were on a path to right. where you are now. I
1: went from making $16 an hour to $23 an hour as a as an intern, and the $23 an hour included my drive time all over Denver, included my notes time and this the hour long session. So in reality it was probably like 12 $12 an hour, like legitimately it was probably 2 to 1. Um I was making peanuts. My dad bailed me out and gave me a job which this speaks to I'm looking at my own marriage going I should have been way more financially stable. I think you should have at least five grand, if you can have more, but at least five grand in the bank. It's Um, such
0: a peace of mind thing. Yeah. Like again, I was not making a ton of money when we got married. I had plenty of money in the bank to where I knew... We're gonna be good for a while.
1: I did not, which is why I worked seventy plus hour weeks, which is also a strain on the marriage early. Yeah, is I was working all of the time to try to make up for it. But to your point, I looked ahead and said, "Man, once I get my licensure and once I really start, I'm gonna start." You my had own a Friday path practice. forward. Yeah. Well, I'm here, and you know, I, I make decent money by again by the grace of God. That's not looking look <laughs> at me, but the point is financial stability. I had a path forward and a path out, which is a path that I worked my tail off to get to. Basically that's what you want.
0: Have your career path figured out. Yeah. Not
1: again, that's a, yeah, I picked
0: up a job at Wendy's and then we'll see where that goes. No, you need to figure out like, is that something you, do you want to be a manager at Wendy's? You know, just to use the example. Great. If that's just the latest job that you have and you're just going to see where it goes, you're probably not ready. That's what I mean. That's what we mean by stability and financial stability. That's
1: exactly. It could be anything. I got a, a buddy who's a janitor at a school does really well financially actually for himself. He's moved up. He's worked into it that's as, great. As yeah. a, good for him. I don't look down on any job. We've talked about this. Blue collar, white collar. We don't look down on any. The point is, do you have an idea of where you're going? Do you have an idea of your path? And if you're bouncing from six jobs all over the place, you're not financially ready. So yes, having a stable long tenure job, I think, is a home. And
0: that's what we mean by financial stability. Again, it is not you gotta make sure you're making 80 grand a year before you can get married. Right. That's not it. Exactly. Do Just you know have a path? where you're
1: going. Number three, in you you gotta be the person who is ready is somebody who's involved in spiritual or in leadership positions. Um, specifically spiritual, I should say, which I think is church, but even leadership at work, even leadership, um, even in the family. I think sometimes you see this, like my wife was a the oldest of seven and she was a big leader in her family of taking care of things. And I think that is important from, obviously we're talking guys and not now, girls, but yeah. I think that's important to have leadership positions wherever appropriate. Whether that's your sports team at 16 years old, yes, that's on on your high school team or, or in your high school class, your in your in your youth group, youth group at your congregation. That is, yeah. yeah,
0: I think I think it's a characteristic, a trait that you can pick out that you can sell. Yeah. That that guy at 19 or 20, he takes leadership. He's not afraid of leadership positions. You know, he 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 jumps at those opportunities. Why is that going to serve him well? As we've belabored on this podcast before, because he's leading his wife and family at some point eventually, and so. I think a guy who is ready is a guy who is not afraid of a leadership position. Right. Not somebody who, you know, wants to dominate and be in charge, but somebody who is not afraid of a leadership position. That one's pretty easy. Um, Go ahead and go to the next one. And I guess this will be the last one because we already talked about the the financial part of it. It's the opposite of what we talked about with the person who's not ready. You're ready for marriage if you have a firm grasp on your emotions. Yeah. Firm grasp. If you're stable emotionally.
1: Yeah. If you are, if you know who you are, if you have a positive sense of self, and if your emotions are not all, all over the place, you know how to talk about your emotions. You don't bottle them all up and then uh, just spew them all out at once. Right. We're, we're communicating, we're working through. And I would say to go along with this, have positive, the guy who's ready is somebody who has positive communication skills. Yo, oh, yeah, that's great. I, sh- I should have put that on. That's here. okay. That's okay. Somebody, just as I'm thinking about it, it's like you've you got to be able to communicate one. your emotions, but communicate your ideas, communicate your thoughts, your wants. If you are painting a vision of where you want to go in your marriage, and you're looking at the purpose of marriage, we talked about this last time, and you're trying to get your your potential spouse right to buy into the vision of where you want to go. I want to have this many kids, and I want to be that you know I want to have this job, and I'm really looking to do this, and I think we could do this in the church. You need to have the communication skills to lay that out, and for her to buy in. Right, the ca- charisma, right, the confidence we talked about that last time, and being a leader. If you can't communicate, it imagine a Deion Sanders couldn't communicate. Right. You know, or, uh, I mean, or, I just, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'd be like, "Who is this guy?" Nobody's following him. You want to have good communication, but specifically when it comes to your emotions, That's a great you one. want a firm grasp on them. You want to be able to communicate to your spouse, "This is what I'm feeling and why." No, she didn't cause you make you feel anything. You nobody can make you feel anything. But hey, you know what? That hurt. Yeah, that hurt when you said this. If you can have those conversations, man, I think you're about yeah. there.
0: The last thing I'll say, because we, we man, we're we thirty thirty five minutes on, in man. here. You, somebody who is ready for marriage is ready for the responsibility of you're the head of the household as mm-hmm. a guy. Yep. I think that it gets understated a lot. We talked last week about how we don't really understand marriage a lot. It's I want my best friend to live with me so we can have sleepovers all the time. I want to you know sleep with my you know girlfriend and so let's get married. Guys, you need we need to understand. You need to understand. When you make the decision to get married, you are going to be the head of the household. That is an enormous responsibility. That's like going from an intern to a CEO position just like that. You don't make that decision just, oh, yeah, sure, I think I'm ready. Are you ready for that responsibility? And and where it manifests is guys understand, yeah, it'd be really fun to stay up and, and play some video games or stay up and watch whatever but man, I gotta work. I gotta get to work early in the morning. I'm gonna go to bed. Yeah. Or man, it'd be really nice to be off by two p.m. today. I'm gonna pick up an extra shift because we could really use the extra money here. Right. That's what. That's what it takes. Is understanding my life is no longer just about myself. My life is no longer just about the fun I can have. My life is about being the leader of a family, spiritually leading my wife, as we've talked about, but financially leading. Just taking on that responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's an enormous responsibility. That when we're talking about being ready for marriage, while we're wrapping with this. You have to be mentally ready for that. Of right. taking on that responsibility, not in burden, I don't want to say word the word burden, but it's a responsibility of being the head of a family. Are you mentally ready for that? If you're not, you're not ready for marriage.
1: I don't think there's anything else that I'd uh, that I'd say to that. I think that's a perfect wrap. The responsibility. When you're ready to take responsibility and authority flows to those who take responsibility. I love that quote. I'm going to say it again and again. Like you you will have authority in your home when you're ready to take responsibility to be the head of the household that is a key sign that you were ready is when you're ready to step into that role and you understand what that entails. So good stuff, man. Good stuff. Anything else you want to add? No,
0: we'll, we'll wrap there. Um, appreciate everybody watching and listening. We always like, we always push the comments and push right. the feedback. If you've got something that maybe we left out of a type of guy who's not ready or a type of guy who is ready, our list is not exhaustive. Um, so let us know. What, what do we leave out? Right. What are some things that maybe you've experienced or seen, or maybe if you're an older watcher, Maybe something that you realize when you got married that you weren't ready because of, and it's something that you can, you know, pass on to the next generation, I guess, of like, I wasn't ready in this area. Maybe, you know, again, teaching us and telling us be ready in this area. Or
1: yeah, again, something that you were ready in. Yeah. Something that you Maybe said. Maybe something we didn't hey, mention. They, yeah. Didn't, yeah, they didn't mention this, but I found this to be extremely helpful when I was married. Maybe if you were married young, married old, we'd like to know. Yeah, pros and what, what, cons of and that con- too. Yeah. So we've given you a ton of things to, to think about, a ton of things to comment on, whatever you want to comment on. We just we want to hear from you is really what it comes down to. So Without anything else, I think that's going to wrap up episode 42 of the Godly MN Podcast. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.